This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Get up off my feet, I'm dancing to a different Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back, everyone. I hope your week is going better than ours here in the Huddleston Poucher household. Piper got sick two days into school. Kill me. Uh, Riley somehow just seems to always fight it off. I got a little sick. Anyways, uh, we have a fun show for you. I have my cousin back on because I felt like we had so much more to talk about. I wanted to ask her so many more questions. And... We also answer some of your questions from Instagram. What else do we talk about? Sex life, the show Sex Life. I have a lot of thoughts on that. We laugh a lot and we have a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Please welcome my guest, my beautiful cousin, Tanya. Hello. Hi. I was going to do this whole intro thing and then I just, I have a brain fart. This is why I can't podcast after like three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, too damn bad. <laughs> Suck it up, girl. We're here. I know. Um, everyone really enjoyed last week's podcast and oh, I just yay. felt like we needed a part two. I feel like not only the way we ended was so abrupt, <laughs> which is very us, but I just felt like we left them hanging a little bit. So I just want to sort of like dive into a bunch of stuff. We just have so much, you know? And so we want to keep them on their toes. We have a lot of history. We have literally 32 years of history. Every time we hang out, we hang out for like in person when we hang out, it's like eight hours. Right. So I feel like condensing it into a podcast episode of all the things we would normally cover. It's hard. So I'm very excited to be back again, back to back. I know, me too. And so just to give you guys sort of like a little recap about, you know, our lives. So again, our moms, our sisters, and, you know, my parents got a divorce. I think I've touched on this a little bit. Um, my parents got a divorce when I was very young. And so we, uh, my sisters and I ended up living with my father for about seven years. And in that time, I was the only one sort of talking to my mom. Again, that's a whole other story. But I would go back and forth between my dad's house and my mom's house. Like I would say, what, every other weekend, maybe twice a month kind of thing. And my cousin lived in um, L.A. near where my mom lived. So I would see my cousin a lot. Um And again, so she was like a sister to me. We were the same exact age. We like eight months apart and she just got me. I got her. She was a huge support system, honestly, throughout my entire life. So that's why we're incredibly close. Um, We couldn't be more opposite, but I feel like that's what almost makes us, um, I don't know. It's like the yin to the yang. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially during that time of your life, it was very hectic and traumatic. I think anybody who has had a divorce in their family, when you're young, especially, and your parents are fighting, you kind of feel like you're in the middle. And it's, I remember that being traumatic for both of us because there were so many like family dynamics involved. And 
it was really bonding for us to have a safe space because I had my own childhood traumas occurring simultaneously. We both have brothers who are addicts who kind of share that same pathway. And so it was just nice for both of us to bounce off of each other. And I think we've throughout our lifetime learned a lot from each other. Um, I think I've learned from you a lot about being loving and caring and vulnerable and, you know, embracing my femininity. And I think you've learned a lot of things from me. I won't speculate what I'll let you chime in there. (laughs) (laughs) I did hear your outro though. I listened to your podcast. It was very sweet. I was like, I was in the middle of like work day listening to it. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, Oh, it's true. I feel like, um, you know, it's funny how you don't really know how people have impacted you. Even like the people closest to you because sometimes it's awkward to tell them like hey do you know how much I love you (laughs) or like all the things that you've done for me and impacted me but um that's why I love podcasting so much it's almost like you can like vent and just talk yeah um I, I feel like we have such a great bond and unlike I have even with my own sisters so yeah um that's different yeah it is different um and it's funny how now we are same age, but like on completely different sort of like paths in our lives. Yeah. And I kind of like it because I can sort of get like the whole dating world and living vicariously <laughs> through you. This bitch was like, I'm going to New York. Bye. And I'm like, oh, take me with you. <laughs> and it's so funny, right? Cause like on the other side, I go to all these family parties and everybody has a partner and everybody has totally. kids and everybody has like a loved one. And meanwhile, I'm in the corner, like cool potato chips. Yum. <laughs> you know? So I think everybody totally. kind of has yes. grass is greener on the other side envy, but at the end of the day, each side has its pros and cons. Nobody's yeah, perfect. There's always a want in the other direction. 110%. Have you watched sex slash life or sex life or whatever? No, but I wanted to just interject when I was telling you I was listening to the podcast. Yes. Because I think we need to apologize to your listeners because I sound like a crazy lady because when we recorded the podcast, uh, we recorded with audio of different tracks. And so I sent Natalie my tracks that... I had muted when we were doing like a video call. So I have two dogs that I'm telling like, sit, no. And I think we accidentally left them in the podcast. So you're like talking and I sound like I'm yelling at you like, no. (laughs) But what you don't know is that in every podcast, I feel like at this point, either my doorbell's ringing or some shit is happening. But you know what? That's sort of what makes it like just normal and relatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's the and maybe they the don't want to hear it while they're driving in their car, but here we are. Here we are. So and we say like know, all the time. So we're trying oh, to fix that. Oh, our fillers are so bad. The ums, we're, the likes. Oh, it's really not good. It's well, a very California thing. It's like um is a is an adjective now. Is it you California? Know, it's, it's I feel like it's just like a U.S. thing. A lot of Americans use it. I don't know. It's a very Valley Girl California thing to say. Yeah, but possibly. we're gonna work on it. We are getting better. Like we, we said are. last episode, we are getting better at removing fillers from our language. <laughs> um, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it's so oh hard. God, here okay, I go. Yeah. So, sex All right. Life. So going. So going. Oh, sex life. Have you watched? You haven't watched it. I haven't. I'm a little nervous. And we touched on that. We touched on that. Like I- and you, but you may not understand it only because you're not married yet or like in a 
long-term relationship or have kids or something because I feel like it really by by the way it's so cheesy it is like oh like porno cheesy um yes it's like Cinemax but but like (laughs) the actual acting is Uh god awful um it's like um 50 shades of gray meets which I never saw it's funny I only saw parts of it which again I thought the sex scenes were very cheesy Listen, my thing is this. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. I happen to, when I do have a sex life, it usually is good. So <laughs> When you I... do. <laughs> no, it's, I don't even think it's about the sex. So that's why you're watching it. I think you're watching it for, well, maybe you are watching it for the sex. I have no idea. But the storyline behind it had, it, had it been done like really well, I think it could have been such a good show. Um, I still binge watched it. But anyways, right, episode three. He has like the biggest schlong ever. That's what I'm hearing. Like everyone it, is. It would have like it would have just completely gone through both ends of me. Like I just I, like I could <laughs> never. I'm too tiny for that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, it's but that's just not it, true. Vaginas expand. You know what I mean. All right. Just it just it would have it would have hurt my esophagus. Let's put it that way. Oh, so in that direction for sure. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You yeah. got to get that just, gag reflex to. Totally. Yeah. And I actually meant it the other way too, had it gone. <laughs> yeah. It would have just hit all the, the places. All the yeah. Um, but the concept behind it is. Hold on a second. You're getting way deep into things. I'm going to need to have a sip of this cocktail. I okay. actually have well, a cocktail we can cheers. today. Cheers. Me too. Salut. Ding. I know we needed it. Piper's been so sick and I, she hasn't been able to go to school. And so I'm paying for ice. absolutely nothing. I have ice in my wine. Riley would be probably dying if he found out. How does he feel yes. about ice and wine? Um, he's not about it. Yeah. <laughs> he likes I'm chilled s- wine, okay. but not I, ice in wine. I don't have time to wait. I, it needs to get cold now, and I don't even care if it waters it down. You just add a little bit more and he call wouldn't it a even day. Like, he wouldn't even like the glass that you're drinking it out of. Why? This is a Because Pino he doesn't one. like stemless. Oh, that's right. I thought about that, too. Because it changes so, the scent, the the, the yeah. scent of your fingers and your yes, yep, changes the flavors of the wine. You guys having a bougie cousin-in-law is difficult. It's, I cannot go imagine, over there and buy him a bottle of wine. Like normally, you go to someone's house and they're like, "Oh, like thanks for having me. Here's a bottle of wine." I get anxiety going to Trader Joe's. I'm like, I'm not bringing you jack shit, Riley, because you're not gonna drink it. It's gonna go on a shelf on the bottom, and then you're totally. gonna talk shit about me. So I just don't bring wine anymore. I love him. I appreciate. And I have learned so much from a culinary, <laughs> fancy, bougie, woozy place. But I, I have anxiety about part, it. Is that I can't imagine dating him. Questions. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. So when he he's been working so much, but now that he's working at night, I mean, I eat standing up. I'm eating out of the out of like literally like the pan. I mean, Piper and I just like we roughhouse it and I don't care. I'll order takeout. Are you not allowed to eat standing up? Not that we're not allowed to but like I eat standing up out of the pan. Which he would too, but it's just not the same. It's just, there's something about like, you know, like when you were younger and like your parents were out of town and like you would do things yeah. and it just felt better because you're just like, yeah, I'm yeah. a rebel. It's like For that. Sure. <laughs> your house is going to be the, well, dad's not home. We can do it. <laughs> totally. Household. Have yeah. the Cheetos. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're going to have a special little, I already know Stash. you do. You have a special cabinet where it has all the junk food that is yeah. not it's chef gonna, approved. For sure. It's going to be that. 
Okay, Anyways. go back to the sex stuff. So, so sex yeah. life. I don't even know what Huge the whole. Dong. I don't even know what the whole point of it is. But I, what I, what I guess what I liked about it was that. So it's this woman that's narrating her life um, while she's married and has two kids, and she's sort of like daydreaming about her past life, you know, before getting married, and talks about how passionate her relationships were and how she just she feels like she's not sexy. There's like a scene like where the husband comes in and is like. Um, oh hi beautiful and he's like he's talking to the baby and not her and so she thought Ooh. it was her and by the way that happens all the fucking oh, time yeah. Le- oh like yeah. all the time and it's, I re- it's funny I, I'm not jealous of Piper by any means no but there's a moment where you're like this Hello. little bitch is taking all, all yeah. like I remember that as a kid because my dad was infatuated with me. I'm a daddy's girl. Like my dad wanted nothing more to have a daughter in life. And I remember my mom getting jealous. Right. And I remember being like, well, you had me like your problem lady. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true. It happens. And it's so weird because you're like, interesting. Uh, You know, uh, maybe it's just about vocalizing like, Hey, I'd like for you to maybe just tell me or verbalize it more depending on, you know, your love language, but like verbalize it more, you know, how I look or this or that. I don't know. Maybe it was just words of affirmation, but it's, it's a little odd. I have to say, do you guys have, uh, have you done the love languages test? Um, we haven't done the test, but we've definitely talked about it. You guys should take the test. Cause I, would assume that yours is going to be something to do with like words of affirmation. Yeah. Mine's definitely words of affirmation and physical touch. Yeah. Like definitely like tell me you love me and, and you know, show me and show me. Yeah. Like hug yeah. me, touch me. Yeah. Like I, I would just, have guessed that totally. Yeah. And I would say he's definitely similar. Um, hmm. and he also, I think likes the acts of whatever service. acts of service. So yeah. like, you know, every night, like I'll have his water next to his bed and like all these like little things that he likes handled. So sweet. Yeah. You know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> Maybe um, you need a different nickname. What do you mean? A different nickname? Like if it's like, Oh, there's my beautiful girl. Maybe that's always Piper. And then yours is like, there's my hot mama. Like, right. So when he describes you, it's very evident. It is about you versus, I don't even think it's the names. I just think he just (laughs) does just. I I know it's, it's hard. And by the way, Piper's like gorgeous. So she wakes up and I have, you know, hair sticking out of my head and she's like this blue eyed little angel. And I'm like, damn, she is beautiful. (laughs) She is. But it, it, it is, but it's not like, I know he loves me. I know he thinks I'm this and all the things, but yeah, it's funny. Like randomly you'll find yourself like, why doesn't he tell me that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so the whole show is basically, that's the premise. It, it, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of like, what the fuck are you doing? And again, a lot of sex and a lot of unrealistic sex, I would say. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I'm not as horneo as some of y'all, but. Oh, I'm going to have to watch now and tell you. <laughs> yeah. I actually would like to know if you're like, no, that's pretty normal that's pretty that's pretty actually i guess it wasn't that outrageous it was more of like the passion i don't know so the so what they're saying is you can't have both that you cannot have the passion and the the man that's going to be basically giving you all the things and one has to sacrifice because the guy that's giving you the passion just can't be the one that's going to commit do you believe that or not no you think that you can have it all that's exactly why I'm single at 32. 
<laughs> but but do you feel like ugh, I hate saying this, but like that you're being almost too picky? I don't. I feel like you're only too picky for the wrong person. You're almost you're only too picky for the wrong person. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The right person will be able to give you everything you need, right? If it was easy, you would just go to McDonald's and pick up a husband. But it's not. It takes work. It takes effort. And I think the people who are happiest in a marriage is because they have worked on themselves and they have worked on the relationship. And they. When, I think when you have two people giving, you know, 51%, it makes it a lot easier in a relationship. I am not going to sacrifice passion and compatibility or I think, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice passion for compatibility or compatibility for passion. I think you can have both. And I have seen evidence of both. Do I think a majority of people aren't willing to wait for that? Yes. I think a lot of people. But you agree that there that there is. Hold on. I'm blinking. Compromise. Yes. There's compromise in a relationship. Yeah. But I don't think that compromise means lowering your standards or your... Fuck, we're both blinking on words today. Um, I'll drink while you think. (laughs) Or sacrificing your non-negotiables. Oh, I completely agree. No, I completely agree with that. I just think that there's sometimes there's things that you're like, okay, it's, it's something that we can work on. Right. Yeah. Like it's not going to be a deal breaker, but it's something that I have to definitely keep an eye on and, you know, whatever, move, work on it moving forward. Uh, But the passion thing I find interesting because, you know, life is hard. Yeah. And having children is hard and just, you know, you can barely take care of yourself and now you have to take care of another human being and then another little human being and everyone depends on you and you're having to manage all these damn things and everyone's looking at you to you know fulfill them and give them all their needs and it's like I I can barely do that for myself you know yeah so I I do think that there is something to be said about having it all I don't know I feel like there are there are few there are few I think defining having it all is really where it comes down to that's exactly right that is exactly right to me, I don't want to, this is, I think a lot of marriages end up, what are the reasons for divorce, right? Sex, finance, money, yeah. Moving. Those are the stressful yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Why do people get divorced? Like uh, cheating, money, yeah. sex, family. Yes. Uh, Something like that. Yep. Gambling, addiction, probably all of those. Right. I don't think I could be in a relationship without sex. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship where everything else is great and there isn't sex. I don't want to be in a relationship. On a scale of like celibacy though to like, like you would be a swinger. Where are you on the spectrum? Damn, that's a weird ass spectrum. (laughs) Uh, Okay, maybe not a swinger, but like really into sex. (laughs) Like just very, very high sex volume. Damn, we're about to get real personal, America. Totally. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I need another drink of this uh, wine over here. Hold on. Sorry, mom. Not my mom. My mom doesn't care. We t- my mom and I talk about more sex than I think anyone in in the world is probably used to hearing mother-daughter talk. Yeah, that's you guys do that a lot. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I would say for me, like three times a week in a marriage would be satisfactory. Holy. 
Yeah. And this is, this is, you've already thought this through and with, with children and yeah, like you, you know that shit is going to change, right? Saturday morning, Sunday night, and then like a one-time quickie during the week when you have time. Damn, Gina. Now, if I have a fuckload of kids, I'm fine with like once a week because like there's a lot of soccer games and softball games and toddlers and infants running around. So once a week is good. But yeah, I'm I'm a big proponent of physical intimacy as a a part of my healthy relationship. And for me, if that isn't there, it feels like something is missing. Like I like lust. Mm-hmm. I think lusting for each other gives me confidence. And to me, it's like sexy. Right. And if that is missing, it's annoying. And it also is a stress reliever to me. So having that activity, it's like exercise. Like it's getting giving me endorphins. It's giving me dopamine. It's boosting serotonin. So I see it as a like, I can do that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a full-blown activity. Like it can be you know, 10 minute quickie or whatever it is. And the, then 10 minutes is not quick. What? Sister, two and a half, three minutes is a quickie. 10 minutes two is minutes. like a full blown cocoa melon song. Like, no, <laughs> no. Two minutes no. is like two and a half, three. You don't even get to like make wham, out. bam. Thank you, ma'am. You know, when your kid's crying, you got shit all over your shirt and you're I like, would, I would rather have sex than sleep. Like, I would rather Damn. book in 30 minutes to do it than not. 30 minutes is, I'm just saying, that's a very long time. That a is l- like, like a, a, a whole little... episode of, <laughs> like, of sex life or whatever. You know, like, it's a long time. I think it depends, right? Like, different people have different sex drive. And that is part of compatibility is some people are like, I don't want to have sex that often. I rather, you know, go bike riding or I rather go on a yeah, sailboat have, they or have something. different like, stress relievers yeah although i feel like my sex life period before having yeah. a child versus after has just dramatically changed and i never thought that i would be that person look i, I was never i was never on the scale of like a 10 right i was maybe like a seven and a half eight yeah and now i'm like a solid five i could go yeah. with it i could go without it i'm fine which is terrible, uh, but I feel like also my libido has gone just completely south. Yeah, and I also think your partner has a lot to do with it and the season that you're in too, right? Your partner, <laughs> Riley's busy and totally. you guys have a, t- he's working, like when you have a partner who's working a lot of hours and you have an infant and you're on yeah, almost opposite schedules, it's hard to have sex. You have to plan it, which to people that makes it not sexy and then they don't want to do it. So you kind of right. have to find the balance of it all. And if in your relationship, it's not that important because you would rather have a glass of wine together than bone, then so be it. You know, there's seasons where that may change and it's like, fuck the wine, take off your pants, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready for that season. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, I'm- make it happen. Just... <laughs> Right naked on the couch, put Piper to bed and be like, hello, Riley. Maybe I'm not that ready. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still in the winter season of the sweats and the big sweaters. Uh, No, I I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I I do think that there, it's totally a phase in our lives where we know, hey, for the next couple of months, maybe even a year or whatever, while we have a little kid and if I get pregnant again and if he's, you know, busy working, it's just, it's just 
sort of part of life. And there's going to be couples that are like my mom, actually. I remember her telling me like she was so horny when she was pregnant. Yeah. I was the complete opposite. Yeah. And there are some men that are like, they find women so sexy pregnant. And then there's other men that are like, get away from me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to poke it. (laughs) Yep. So uh, there's just so many different factors. We could probably talk about this until, you know, we turn blue to the face, but, or blue to the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I'm bunch. But, uh, you know, I just feel like make sure you don't forget about it because it is important to reconnect be vocal about it if it is something that you need and you desire uh or maybe watch sex life and you know get excited with your partner (laughs) anyway so that was sort of that show um you'll have to watch it we can talk about it another time Okay, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I just cooked for Riley the other day with HelloFresh, and he actually liked it. (laughs) I was a little worried because he is such a pain, and he is so particular with his food, like we were just talking about, but he loved it, and honestly, he went for seconds, and it took me less than 20 minutes, so it was a win-win for me. With HelloFresh, you can get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips with less prep, less effort, and minimal cleanup. So you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in less than 30 minutes. HelloFresh's calorie smart options make it easier to enjoy tasty lower calorie meals this summer. So you get to choose from 50 menu and market items um, each week. So from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options, all available. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And I'm telling you, for Riley being so bougie and so particular, he honestly liked it. He said, all the protein and all the, you know, the, the the meats were fresh and he really, really enjoyed it. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Humble14 and use code Humble14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. You guys, I'm giving you 14 free meals. <laughs> like just take it, take it. So that's HelloFresh.com slash Humble14 and use code Humble14 for up to 14 free meals plus shipping. They cost you nothing. Don't go to the grocery store. Just humble 14. Do it today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about dating really fast. Because I feel like that's like how the whole conversation started about like you eating chips while we were, uh, you know, with our husbands and babies. How do you feel about being single right now? And what, like, what is it like during the pandemic? How do I feel about being single? Uh, it's interesting for the majority. I feel 
And I say this only because you're in your 30s and I get a lot of messages from women that are like, I'm like, I got one today. Like, I just turned 30. This is not where I thought I was going to be. I thought I would be married and have kids and all those things. That's why I'm asking you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel secure in it, but there are times when it is frustrating, especially when you're like planning out your life. I, for example, I'm like, oh, I want to buy a house. But I'm like, ah, it would be nice to have somebody else's income to buy the house. And then I could use the cash that I have to build a business. And then depending on where my husband's family is from, it right. So like it would be so much easier to create uh, to plant roots if I already knew who my other person was. Right. But but you don't base your decisions off of that. Yeah, but on the flip side, I see it as great. I can spend this time to do all of the things that I want. So when you're describing the sex life show, like I'm trying to live my best life now. So by the time I'm married, everything's great. Like there's no regret, no looking in the rear mirror like, oh, I used to do all these things or I wish I had done this. So I'm using this time to do all of the things that I want without needing to ask anybody for permission. I don't have to check in. I don't have to consult about my finances. I I can go wherever I want. I can buy whatever I want. I can talk to whoever I want. I can talk to as many boys at the same time as I want. Like those are things that you do not get when you are married and in a monogamous relationship. So Yes, it's difficult. Yes, there are times when it's lonely and sad and you're like, oh, it's Friday night. I don't really want to go to the bars. I don't really have that many single friends to go out with anyways to go find boys. I'm just going to stay home and watch some more reality TV. (laughs) Maybe take an edible. (laughs) You know? So those are the days where it's like, well, this is depressing. Is this what 30 is supposed to be like? And then there are other times where I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go to New York and visit my friends just because I can and spend way too much money that I should probably be putting towards a house. Uh, so that part, that's the balance of it, right? The, the polarity of it. And then dating in 2021 is weird pandemic. It was odd I only met up with one person and we went on a walk he talked about himself way too much uh and then dating now post pandemic it's pretty much the same thing like swiping sucks but it also doesn't suck I think it's the attitude that you take towards it Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of women are like oh it's so hard like all the complaints but in reality what are you doing to put yourself out there Matthew Matthew Hussey Mm mm-hmm Matthew Hussey is a dating coach and he has a great book where he describes dating as like finding a career, right? Like finding a job. You apply to a whole bunch of jobs and you are constantly, it's like a second job finding a brand new job. And dating is the same thing. If you aren't making conversation with that random dude who's cute at the coffee shop, right? if you're not, you know talking to somebody at a party or making small talk with someone at a bar. Like if you're not putting yourself out there, why do you expect that there's a fairy tale prince coming to save you? That's not really how love or relationships happen. So it takes work. And most of the time you're not putting in the work to get that. So I'm trying to be better about just talking to people and just practicing talking to guys. That way, when you find yourself in front of a really hot one, you don't get awkward like I do. (laughs) (laughs) I totally was like that. 
oh, I see a hot guy at a bar and I'm like, oh my God, he just looked at me. I can't look over there. Oh my God. Don't make eye contact. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Did he see me? Oh my God. He's so hot. He just looked at me. What do I do? Okay. I'm just not going to look that way at all. Yeah. And then you avoid so. and then you're like, huh, I wonder what happened to the hot guy at the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. It's all right. I feel like you're doing a good job though at navigating. Yeah. So if anybody has a brother, a cousin, a um, coworker, <laughs> oh, this is where I'm supposed to pimp you out. Yeah, yes. pimp me out. I like uh, you. Just tell six... them, you just tell them what you want. Yeah, put it. I'll tell you what that. I want. What I really, really want. What? So tell me what you want. I really, really want a um, man who is like six foot and up. The taller, the better. Bearded, uh, preferably a gringo white guy. Uh, Why you don't want a you don't want a Latino? I just really like white guys. That's my thing. Some I people know, like brown hair. Some people like blonde hair. I like gringos. I like white guys. <laughs> it's just my thing. That's what she likes. And he has to want to have sex at least three to five times a week. Okay. And after now, children, be okay with once. He has to have a high libido. <laughs> and he also needs to be kind and smart and want to like build an empire. Oh. So, yeah. All right. Well... I'm sure that there's a lot of them out there. (laughs) Not a tall order at all. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, life is full of stressors and it doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful in some way or another. I know for me right now with Riley working so much, having Piper in school and getting sick and just, you know, like the ebbs and flows of life, it's, it's a lot. And, you know, unload the stress and just you need to get it out. So talk to somebody who's completely unbiased about your life. Someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides or any of that. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Humble and Hungry listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash humble. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash humble. Okay, let's answer a few questions from Instagram. Okay, here's a question from Instagram. She said, would you rather take a job where you're unhappy and make a boatload of money or be happy and not as financially stable? The latter. Yeah? 100%. What if you do something that you're really unhappy about for just for a little bit? <laughs> just that's for a few years. Just for a that few years. Make a shit ton of money and then go. I know that's not the question. You got to do what makes you happy. Because I've been in the opposite position and it it affects your entire world. Yeah. Even Can't if you're like, more. no, no, it, it, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to go buy things and travel and yeah, that's fine. But when you're miserable as shit in your job, that takes an enormous amount of time in your life. It's just not worth it. Money can't buy you happiness. It really money can, can buy you. It, money can buy you things and opportunities that can produce happiness. And take it from me, money cannot buy you happiness. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it with my very own eyes. Did uh, you know mm-hmm. the threshold? They did a research study. The threshold 
for happiness is an income of 70K. So it's like, it's either 70 or 70K. Sorry, it's either 70 or 75K. And the you don't get any happier after that. Mm, I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> the threshold for happiness, it allows you more According opportunity. To who? More freedom. I don't know. Some freaking psychologists, researchers. Google it. No, I'm sure when you hit that six-figure mark, you're like, hell, motherfucking nope. yes. Nope. Uh, I know I did. <laughs> when I yeah, when it so was six I, figures, it, yeah. No, it, it's cool, but I'm honestly not any happier than Maybe I was Maybe you're at not happier because your tax your taxes go up. Maybe. So like, after 70, you're like, eh, I'm paying what Jeff Bezos pays. <laughs> nah, it was a feat. It was like, oh, cool, I did this thing. But it's not, you don't get any happier. No, I understand what you're saying. But I, I don't know. I, I do think that there's something about... Uh, there, it's so convoluted. There's so many, There's so many different reasons why you could be happy or not happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, money buys you freedom or yes. opportunities to create yes. freedom, which is completely different. But the money itself will not get you that. Agreed. Riley so. and I always talk about that. We're like, we just want to be financially free. To be able to say, hey, we yeah. want to do this and not feel tied down or incapable of doing that. Um, okay, here's another question. Oh, we already answered that. How to date in a pandemic. You don't. <laughs> How to date uh, in a pandemic. Put yourself out there. Swipe right. Say yes to as many dates as you can. And FaceTime. Yeah. I think it's put okay the, to FaceTime. Put in the work. And not just that. I feel like hear their voice. Look at their mannerisms. Like, does, does the conversation flow? If you're like, okay. Yeah, this could work. Let's go meet. Let's go meet up for a drink or whatever. You know what I mean? Tell all your friends you're single. It's like when you're finding a job, you're like, hey, I'm looking for a job. If anybody knows anybody, that's why I tell everybody. Totally. Okay, here's the third question. It's how do you know if you're drinking too much? Not Ooh. personal, but it's a hot topic. Ooh, I love this question. I know, I know when I am. Well, there's a few different things. One, if I... I know when I become stressed, I'm like, I'm just going to relax and have a glass of wine. Yeah. Right? When I turn to it. When I turn mm-hmm. to it because I'm stressed, I know that's already a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, when I wake up tired, because obviously lack of sleep. So I'm like, oh, I'm like overdoing it. Like if it's a few nights where I'm like waking up and I'm exhausted the next day, I'm like, I'm probably drinking too much. Hmm. Okay. And it's funny because I'm in comparison to like my sisters, for example. Mm. They're boozy. They are heavy boozers on the yeah. weekends. You know, like they like to have a good time, uh, and I'm not. But even two drinks for me is like okay. It's probably excessive. Even three drinks, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say like those few cues of like when I turn to it for something, or like when I'm exhausted and like I feel sluggish. I'm like ah, I'm pro- I need to tone it down. What about you? Yeah. I would say you're drinking too much if you are using alcohol to numb out. If you're mm-hmm. using alcohol as a numbing mechanism, you're drinking too much. <laughs> yeah. Or you're using alcohol for the wrong reasons. Right. What the example you gave of, oh, I'm just going to relax with wine. Wine, I personally don't think it should be used as a relaxing mechanism. I think it produces relaxation, but if you are using wine or alcohol as a tool for relaxing, 
I don't think that's a healthy relationship with alcohol. Do we all do it? Absolutely. But at the degree of which you do it, I think you can tell when it's a problem. If every single night you're having a glass of wine, I think cumulatively that causes issues, right? Like you're, that's, that's a lot of calories. Number one, number two, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of stress on your liver. Number three, Uh, It's a lot of oxidative stress on your body, which will allow you to be less productive, more cranky, have less energy. It creates this ripple effect on the rest of your life. And I think if you have to ask the question, is alcohol interfering with my life? And the answer is yes, then you're probably drinking too much. Yeah. Or you just need to find something that's a better tool. Because I think it's a spectrum, right? It's not like alcoholic or not. It's like, and I'm pro CBD THC I think and I and what I found because I'm trying to sort of like get like my fitness and like my lifestyle sort of like on point again um because I was like deviating a little bit but I found that and maybe I am using substances as a a tool to relax at night only because I feel like I need something but um I found that instead of drinking I'll mm-hmm. do like a mint like a CBD THC mint and it's like very yeah. low doses yeah but it's and, and maybe it's almost like a mental thing um to relax me but I feel like using something like that on that spectrum where it's like not too crazy is that bad <laughs> no I don't think it's bad I would prefer you use a natural supplement over medication like, like melatonin mel- melatonin is not good for you Oh, it isn't? It doesn't no, even work. Be- because it's um, it's like a vitamin. It gets stored. So it's not it's not it's not good. Let's just say that. I would rather use a natural supplement like C B D to reduce anxiety and calm yourself so that you can sleep better than to use a prescription melatonin or um, Oh yeah, that, that's why. So I'm doing it right. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because I feel like I'm, and I don't wake up groggy. I wake up fine, and and not just that. I've also, I there's this thing like, once you become a parent, and for example, like I'm home alone with her all the time. Mm -hmm. God forbid something were to happen to her in the middle of the night, and I have to like Mm -hmm. get up and go and drive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be wasted. I don't want to be high. I don't want to, and none of that. You know, I need to be like coherent. So for me, just using something just like relax me, but like not get me high or whatever you know what I mean yeah I think that's perfectly healthy I it's a natural thing God created it It comes from the earth put it in your body there's studies that show it reduces anxiety helps with sleep it's like anything else right like you can have too much water you can die from having too much water you can eat too much but you need fuel so it's finding the balance of it all I think alcohol is great for food pairings I think it's great when you want to let loose once in a while and do it in moderation but abusing it I think you know when you're doing it, it's just about having an honest conversation with yourself and admitting like, okay, I'm running from something. I'm numbing out from something. What is that? And how do I fix it? Yikes. Well, on that episode of, <laughs> <laughs> of AA. <laughs> uh, we're fun. Oh my God. We are fun. And I'm, as we're, as we're having a cocktail right now, it's okay to have conversations about it. And I don't know. I, I just think it's, we're making it something that we can talk about and, you know, yeah, no not make perfect. it so taboo. Yeah. And not and making alcohol, it taboo. Alcohol is such a big part of our society, too. It's very hard to 
be a non-drinker. Yeah. It's just so, it's so culturally ingrained in a lot of our society and a lot of different cultures use alcohol as a social component, as a bonding component, as a celebratory component. And so it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to navigate and to be healthy when it comes to consuming alcohol or marijuana or food, you know, all three of those things I think are ingrained in, in a lot of our society. And not just that, I also feel like coming from family members in a family that have very addictive personalities, our grandmother passed away from cirrhosis of the liver. She was an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, our brothers are addicts. You know, so we yeah. have a lot of these tendencies in our family. And I think that for me, it's just something that if I know it's a possibility to become an addict of some sort, then count me out. <laughs> like, I'm like, nope, I'm good. Sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm just laughing because I feel like we're both starting to get tired and the wine is now kicked in and we're like, she has the roses on the level. <laughs> the roses. Oh god, that's a Piper dog. Yes. The roses. Yes. 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 Um, all right, on that note, we may have to end it on a different note. That's very depressing. What's your favorite piece of lingerie you own? question i've ever heard i don't you i don't own lingerie honey way, i don't even own underwear i don't wear moved, underwear you moved the microphone and it made like the worst sound ever and it sounded oh. like you were like laughing in slow motion you're like <laughs> um i don't own lingerie i mean maybe and it's like stuffed behind a drawer somewhere i don't even own underwear i don't wear underwear or bras let's be honest that's so, all accurate yeah, I. It's just not a thing. It's just like a. If I gotta wear clothes, it's it's not happening. Sorry, right, boys don't okay, like it anyways. Okay, what's yours? My sexiest piece of lingerie. I like lacy yeah. stuff, but all boys tell me they don't like it. Every time I offer, they're like, "It doesn't matter. I'm just gonna rip it off you anyways." I'm like, fair point. You offer it. You're like, so yeah. would you like me to wear the red, the purple, or the blue? <laughs> I mean, I don't get that detail. Long, but medium, or short. Wait, but why do you even ask it? Isn't the, isn't the whole point just to like wear it and come out with it? God, you know, am I now, so... Now, I think I'm the problem in this relation, in my sexual <laughs> relation. I am so boring. Oh my God, I have a lot of thinking to do. Lucy, you know, oh my God. It's in the past, I when I had boyfriends or my, well, I'm going to call him Mr. Big, my Mr. Big, you know who I'm talking about. No. <laughs> who did I, who did I go visit? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. So with Mr. Big guy, it's like a thing. And so with him, I asked, I'm like, Oh, like this is going to be a thing. Okay. Like, do you want you me to know wear this? Do you want me to wear that? And he's like, no, I this. It's going to be on you for two seconds. Don't even bother. Interesting. And then with boyfriends, if it was like Valentine's Day or it was like a special trip, I'd be like, "You ask them, like, what do you, what do you, what do you want me to wear?" No, I never asked. I mean, okay, the, well, the few times that I would, I would just come out with it, and they're like, well, that's "Oh, that's cute." Yeah, oh, surprise. That's confident. I love it. Yeah, I mean, because that's weird to ask. Listen, I'm all about consent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I just oh, want to know God. we're both in the same level and if I come out you're not going to laugh at me oh, you act like guys are going to laugh at you yeah. ew I heard this thing the other day someone wrote I think it was on BuzzFeed I'm obsessed with BuzzFeed but it was that 
women say that avocado tastes like semen? <laughs> yes. Really? See, I'm a prude. I, mean, I can't even say semen. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, maybe it does. No, well, now I can't eat a fucking avocado toast. No, I fuck just had that. A, I love my guacamole. I just, had, <laughs> I just had a piece of avocado and I was like tasting it and I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. All right. I love you. Thank you for coming on. Make sure yeah. to go listen to our podcast, Faith and Other F Words, and follow her on Instagram at Tata Conquers. Thank for you having for me. having all these uncomfortable, hilarious conversations. And I will say this I reserve the right to make mistakes and to change my opinion on things. And so if anybody comes at you, with commentary I'm open to it I'm open to growing and having other considerations but this is girl time this is girl talk so you're like in in the know you know behind the scenes of what's (laughs) going on Uh, so thanks for listening to my life I'm a real human and this is my real dating life and you know stuff happens but you roll with the punches and move on and everything's a lesson and a good good karma brings you know good karma back so I'm into that kind of life Absolutely. Well, I love you and I will see you soon. Thanks, love. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting the show. Um, Please make sure to subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. That's the only way I'll be able to continue doing this show. So I love you guys. And remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.